Bav Ches Mishnah Hey eight five and another Mishnah now talking about uh, disputes between buyers and sellers. Mishnah says Hamocher Zesav Leitzim. A person owns a field. On the field, there's um, olive trees growing, but the olive trees now have stopped producing sufficient olives to make it economically sensible to maintain them. If that wouldn't be the case, you're not allowed to chop down these trees, but because you can't chop down any any fruit tree, um, but once the fruit tree's production doesn't um, justify the cost of his upkeep, you're allowed to chop down the tree. So this guy who had these olive trees, he sells it to a third party uh, for the sake of firewood. He's going to chop down the olive trees. Va'asu pachos merivias lisa, and the olive trees produce olives, but these olives are not very productive. Um, they produce literally means that they produce less than one revius of olive oil for every saw, a measure of olives. If you want the numbers, so a revius means a quarter of a lug. There are four lugen in a kav. There are six kaben in a saw. So it works out basically that one ninety-sixth of the volume of the olives be able to convert it into olive oil. So that's not very much. And that being the case, says the Mishnah, the owner of the olive trees, the person who bought the trees for firewood, he can keep those olives because the thought is since there's so little value to what they're producing, the landowner is, is mevater. He just, he walks away from them. He doesn't care. But, if the olives actually are economically worthwhile, meaning that the trees still aren't worth maintaining. But once you've left the tree and they grew olives, these olives are worth something, and they produce at least one revius per saw, revius of oil per saw of olives. So then they both are fighting over who gets those olives. Ze'omer ze'sai gidlu, the owner of the tree says, they're my trees and they made the olives, it goes to me. Ze'omer artsi gidla, the owner of the land says, what are you talking about? The olives grew from the nourishment of my ground, so it belongs to me. So the Dinah says the Mishnah, Yachaloku, they divide the olives amongst themselves equally. This Yachaloku here is not the same Yachaloku we saw in the previous Mishnayas. There the Yachaloku was Sumcha saying, if you have Maman and Basafik, you don't know what to do with it, so we divide it out of uncertainty. Here we're saying it's dividing it 50-50 for the sake of justice, because they each have equal claim on it, so we're dividing it for the sake of fairness, not because we're not certain what to do. Um, the Gemara speaks out that the case is that they didn't stipulate the timing for when those olive trees had to be chopped down. Um, if the landowner had said, I'll give you the trees, but you have to chop them down immediately and remove them from my fields. So then if the tree purchaser delayed, all the olives belong to the landowner. Um, on the flip side, if the landowner said, you can cut the trees out whenever you want, so then whatever grows on the tree belongs to the tree owner. But if it was just unspecified the timing, so now they're dividing it in half, uh, because that's the fair thing to do. Now the mission continues on with a similar case, but now we're not instead of having a buy and sale type of uh, arrangement, we have something else. It says Shataf Nahar Zesav, the a different case, it's a new case. The river overruns its banks and it floods and it uproots the olive trees. And the person who had the olive trees now no longer has olive trees, they were washed away, and they replant themselves down in a neighbor's field. So this is obviously very hypothetical, but if it would happen, so then who gets the olives on the olive trees, since the olive trees belong to Mr. A, but they're growing now on Mr. B's land. The very same 
two claims. The owner of the trees say, these are my trees, and they're the ones that produce olives, so the olives belong to me. Other guy says, listen, you're taking a land, space in my land. This is my land producing olives, and it belongs to me. So, yachaloka, they divide it, says the Mishnah. Now, this needs a bit of explanation, what's going on over here. Normally, when an olive tree grows, or any fruit tree grows for that matter, so for the first three years, the produce is totally forbidden as orla. And that's true not only if it's a brand new sapling, but also if you replant a tree. So if you transport a tree and replant it in a new place, so the relocation restarts the clock, and for the next three years again, the produce that's produced is orla. However, if the tree is transported from point A to point B with a what's called a gush, like a clod of earth that surrounds the roots of the tree, such that the tree could survive with that clod without means to be replanted anytime too soon. So then the clock does not reset. We're saying it's still like sort of planted. And therefore, when it gets replanted with its clod of earth, it, immediately the fruit is still permitted. So the case over here is like that, that this olive tree hypothetically was relocated with a gush attached um, and then ended up in a new person's field. So the new person will say, listen, the nourishment's coming from my field that belongs to me. The original owner will say, listen, if it wasn't be for the clod of earth that came from my field, then you wouldn't be able to eat this for three years anyway. So that means the missionary says, Yachloka, they split it. That's just for the first three years. After three years, um, the original tree owner has no more claim on the olives because all the nourishment for sure is coming only from the current landowner's field. And, um, you know, if his tree wasn't there, then the landowner could make other trees there. So he's taking up space and the landowner, therefore, gets full rights to everything after three years. He certainly can't claim, if it wouldn't be for me, you couldn't eat them, because after three years, you could eat them. Um, so the landlord gets everything after those three years. However, the landowner also has to pay the original tree owner for his trees, because he didn't pay for them. So therefore, um, the value of the trees at the time that they were initially sort of relocated to his field, that's what the current landowner must pay to the original tree owner, um, but he doesn't have to share with him any of the fruits that grows on the trees after those first three years.